For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You guys stink. I thought we came here to play hockey. Hello, Boston Bruins fans. I'm Kurt Schmied, and you're listening to Believe in Boston Bruins on the Believe Podcast Network. We believe in Boston Bruins. Do you believe? On this week's episode, the Bruins can't score 5-on-5, and another number will be retired to the rafters of TD Garden. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn, and you can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Well, I know it's only been three games, but... Should Bruins fans begin to worry right now? I seriously think that this season is going to be a long one if this whole thing continues. I mean, they've played good. They've played good. I mean, basically, last last night's game against the Islanders was, you know, they they had they had control of the whole entire game. But the thing is, they need to score five on five. It's going to be tough for the Bruins to make the playoffs if, if this keeps up. Okay, every point matters in this short 56 game season. Everything matters right now. Okay, you know, through three games this season, the Bruins have gotten two power play goals, one each from Brad Marchand and Nick Ritchie, and Patrice Bergeron got a shorthanded goal. So, you know, where's the five on five goals here? You know, you know they've been able to un you know they've been unable to light the lamp at even strength and this is going to be a problem i know this is going to be a big problem moving forward now i know there wasn't any preseason but it's still shocking to it's still a shocking performance from the bruins you know i expected a little bit better effort not effort i the effort is there. It's the fact that they're not scoring five on five. That's it. That's the only issue right here. All right. Now, the thing is, you know, you're also missing players and stuff like that. You know, Cassidy has moved players around. You know, DeBrusque was with Marshy and Berge, uh last night. And that didn't really work. Richie and Smith also got time on the top line. I know. I know Richie had a power play goal against the Devils in the season opener. And had some really good opportunities during the Islanders game. But is he really this goal scorer we're counting on here? I don't think so. Alright? You know, who's who's going to be put on that line next? Okay? You know, are we going to actually see maybe Trent Frederick on that line? You know, are we going to see, you know, Zach Seneshin come up from the taxi squad and play on that line? Who knows? The thing is, you can't just juggle lines right away. You got to put... You know, at least let some guys gel because 
Pasta can't come back quick enough. But the team can't expect him to be the missing piece of the puzzle either. Okay? So, you know, you've got other guys that you need to count on. If you're going to score goals, you need talent. And the Bees don't have that past the first line. Now, I'm not getting on the rest of the team here. But the rest of these guys need to score some goals. All right? Especially... You know, even strength, even, um, not even, yeah, even strength goals here. Okay. And I hate to admit it, but there isn't enough skill on this team to scare any, any of the other teams. Okay. You take away that top line, you take away that top line and basically the Bruins almost have nothing. All right. They need a lot of secondary scoring that they're not getting right now. Okay. They're not getting it, all right? Where's Krejci? I mean, Krejci, where's Krejci? You know, where is DeBrusque? You know, where is, you know, you know, Coyle? You know, where are these guys? I mean, I know it's only three games in, but still, you know, they haven't, they don't have any five-on-five goals to show for it, all right? And this is what happens when you sign nobody in the offseason, Don Sweeney had a chance to get some big-name free agents that can score goals, and he didn't get it done. So, should some of the blame be put on him? Eh, maybe. You could you could put some blame on him here. I mean, Hoffman was out there for a little bit. Um, Hall was there, out there for a little bit, too. You know, you could have gotten them. I know uh, probably there was, you know, probably cap issues and stuff like that, but still. You could have made some type of an effort. I mean, heck, I expect him to like pull. Since he became general manager, he hasn't really done anything really, really exciting. I mean, pulling off, he needs to pull off some type of a blockbuster deal. I mean, sending, you know, maybe sending somebody like a Jack Stanika or a Trent Frederick or somebody to another team to get us that start, to get us another forward that can score goals, even strength. But right now, we've got nothing going on. I mean, you know, where's, you know, Pasta? You know, Pasta's not going to come back until February, all right? So they need to make some type of, I know they can make some type of line adjustments, but right now, you need some, you need, you're not going to find his replacement. Not not in this bunch. You're not going to find his replacement but you know what? At least keep the lines together and let them gel for a little bit. Okay? You know, and here's the thing. I don't want to break up or I was thinking that the only blind that's like really playing right now is that fourth line of Frederick, Corrali, and Wagner. You know, they're hard on the pucks. Not exactly, you know, really pretty out there, but they're 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 their bodies are flying everywhere and you know they're they're really good in the offense in the offensive zone. So I really like that line and I don't really want to break it up right now, but maybe moving Frederick onto Krejci's line with uh and moving DeBrusque to the third and fourth line, that could be a possibility. You know, Cat, I mean the other thing is DeBrusque hasn't really shown up for anything. So you might as well move him down to the third or fourth line minutes, you know? You know, or Cassidy sit him for a game or two. Maybe it'll show him how to get back to basics and playing hockey. But, like I said, I really don't want to break up that fourth line, but 
I think Frederick would be would be great on that line. Frederick plays a physical game, and maybe that's what Krejci needs. Krejci probably needs a physical presence on that line. I mean, Milan Lucic was a physical player, but he also put the puck in the net. And, you know, right now from Frederick, I don't know what, you know, yeah, he's a physical type of player, but I have a feeling that this kid is, is that's all he's going to be good for. We don't know yet because it's still early in the season. We really haven't seen him play, but he's had a pretty good, he, he was pretty good down in Providence. He was able to put the puck in the net in Providence. Let's see if he can do it here up in Boston. You know, and I think it would be a good experiment to see what Frederick can do on a on a on a top line or on the second line with K, um, with Krejci and Kasha. But Kasha is still out in a is still out with an injury right now. So you know you have to figure out that right side. And I'm thinking maybe maybe put Jack Stanika on the right side and see what he can do. You know, or even Anders Bjork, put him over there. You know, right now, you know. Try and, you know, I know I want teams, I know I want the lines to just stay together and, you know, you know, and have chemistry for the, for the run, for this short season run. But you know what, you really need to put together, you know, some, you know, try some new things right now until pasta comes back or until Kasha comes back, do something. You know, it wouldn't hurt to see Frederick what what he what he can do on that second line. Now it's still early, but it looks to me like the the team is missing Tory Krug right now. I don't really see anyone stepping up and filling his spot. I know, I know that's what McAvoy is supposed to do, or Grizzlick, but you know, I think the young D of Zaboral or Lazan could fill his spot. Since they've been, since these two kids have been playing well enough, okay, the same could be said for Kevin Miller. His toughness is still there after missing almost two seasons. So, the defense I'm not really worried about right now. But you know, it seems like they're missing Tory Krug a little bit, especially on the power play. And Matt Grizzlick left the game early last night because of because of an injury. Haven't really heard anything else. So hopefully he'll be back in time to play for the play the Flyers on on Thursday and Saturday. Now the B, you know the bees are playing like a bottom four team. I hate to admit it, they're playing like a bottom four. I mean they should have they should have beaten the Devils both games and not and not by a two to one score. I mean maybe like I don't know. I would say like four to one or you know you know five six to three or something you know they shouldn't have the game shouldn't have been that close because let's face it the devils aren't any good all right i mean i'm kind of worried about the rest of the about playing the rest of the teams i mean they're gonna get hand, they're gonna get their butts handed to them by philly because philly's really good washington is really good you know and the other thing is you can throw in you pick you could probably throw the rangers in there too because they've got some really good talent and when the when the Bruins are going to play these guys later in the season, I'm hoping that the Bruins find a way to score five on five by then. And you know the Rangers are going to have have all this young talent, so let's it's it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how the Bruins do. But like I said, the Bees are playing like a bottom four team. They're at the bottom of the barrel. 
And if it wasn't for Rask and Halak, I have a feeling that this team would be 0-3. I'm, I seriously think that. They've played great. And I know a lot of you out there are probably saying right now, I know you are, that that goal, that goal against the Islanders last night, you were probably all of a sudden, there's a lot of you out there, and I know that there are, are going to say trade Rask. For what? Because the rest of the team can't score a goal? They can't score. That's the problem. It's not the goaltending. You have the num- the best goaltending tandem in the league right now with Rask and Halak, and they're the ones that are keep- are basically are going to be the ones that keep you in the games because you can't score on five-on-five. Five on five. I mean, let alone they, didn't- they couldn't even score in the power play last night. Now, the thing is, with this whole COVID thing, the Bruins are trying to keep Tuka Rask and Yaroslav Halak apart as much as possible, which is a good idea. Even meetings, they're even having meetings twice to limit any potential COVID issues that could could affect both goaltenders. This is a really good idea by them. I, You know, you keep them separated. Now, the thing is, I'm wondering what the locker room looks like. Because usually the goaltending, the goaltenders are usually sitting next to each other. So I don't know how that's that's working out. But they're trying to keep them separated as much as possible. So, you know, you don't want either goaltender infecting the other. And this would be a big problem. All right? This is a short season. You're going to need both of your top two goaltenders. Okay? Very short. You know, and that would mean like Dan Vladar would probably have to suit up and play. And maybe Jeremy Swayman would have to suit up and play. And how would you like to have those two kids and their kids not knocking what they what they can do in net? Because we really we really don't know. We saw a little bit of Vladar Vladder last season in the bubble. Uh we haven't really seen much of Swayman yet because he's just he's just coming back. He's just um starting out his career. He played up at the University of Maine. So we really don't know what those two kids could do, but how would you like to have your top two goaltenders go down test positive and go down for two weeks and you have and you have Vladar and Swayman? So what the Bruins are doing is a pretty good idea to keep the two guys apart. So right now, you know, the only two super the only superstars here are right now are probably gonna be the, the gonna be the goaltenders. If the if these guys can't get their act together, now the Bruins are heading back outdoors to take on the Philadelphia Flyers on February twenty first at three p.m. in Lake Tahoe. You know when they first announced this uh, Lake Tahoe thing, I wasn't really keen on the idea. You know the Bruins flying all the way out to Nevada and you know playing a hockey game, but now that I'm thinking about it. And I've seen the draw, and I've seen all the artist drawings of how it's going to look. It's going to look pretty badass. Uh, the rink will be on the 18th fairway of the golf course at the Edgewood Tahoe Resort near the California Nevada Nevada border in Stateline, Nevada. Now it's going to be fun to see an outdoor game played somewhere other than a football stadium or a baseball stadium. All right, I mean, there's going to be no fans in, to attend it, so this is going to be perfect. You can plop it anywhere you want. All right, because you don't have to worry about the fans, and it's going to be a really cool backdrop. Think about this: you're going to have Lake Tahoe. All right, now Lake Tahoe doesn't freeze, so they're going to build the rink. You know, like I said, they're going to build the rink on the 18th fairway. 
But think about this. It's going to look really nice backdrop when you have the, the the rink, the lake, and then the mountains in the back covered with snow. It's going to be really awesome. You know, those of you who are saying, oh, it's another outdoor game and everything. I had the same idea, but it's going to be a little, it's going to be way different. All right. No fans. It's not going to be in, in an enclosed stadium or anything. It's going to be outdoors. Actually outdoors. Now, if the NHL, if you're going to have, um, if the NHL is going to give us this type of, you know, real outdoor feel, I say give us a rink like the one from the movie Mystery Alaska. You know, put up the, you know, don't have the white boards. Put up the, put up old wooden boards and, you know, maybe have the team skate to the rink like they did in the movie. And now if you didn't ever, if you haven't seen the movie Mystery Alaska, I, I would advise you to go and watch it prior to prior to this to this game so you get an idea what what this would be like but I think it I think it's an awesome awesome idea now the uh, resort is going to be its own bubble you know only people with uh, cr- credentials are going to be permitted everyone is going to be tested and going to have strict protocols. Teams and staff members will not be permitted to leave the grounds during their stay. So that's a that's a good idea too. They're in their own little bubble. There, this is this is going to be a fun one to watch. I know I've said it be, I've said it a lot that you know the only outdoor game should be the Winter Classic and that's it. But this one this one is going to be really fun to watch. No stadium, just outdoors like like the game should be like growing up on the ponds. Now, this game will also be a rematch of the 2010 Winter Classic where the Boston Bruins defeated the Philadelphia Flyers 2-1 in overtime at Fenway Park. Now, the Bruins have played other outdoor games. Uh, 2016 Winter Classic, a 5-1 loss to the Montreal Canadiens at Gillette Stadium. And most recently, 2019 Winter Winter Classic, a 4-2 win against the Chicago um, Blackhawks at Notre Dame Stadium. So... I'm looking forward to this game. It's going to be a three o'clock start here on the East Coast, so it's going to be it's going to be really fun to watch. I'm looking forward to it, and like I said, you know, I before this game, I I want to tell all of you right now, go out and get the movie Mystery Alaska. Not only is it a really good hockey movie, but it's 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 a real funny one too. Now, other news coming out of Boston this week. The Boston Bruins have announced that they will be that they will be retiring Willie O'Ree's number twenty-two at a ceremony at TD Garden ahead of the February eighteenth game versus the New Jersey Devils. Now, yesterday marked his NHL debut in nineteen fifty-eight. He played forty-five games for the Bruins, and he would go on to play professional hockey till nineteen seventy-nine. Okay, so basically, he played two seasons with the Bruins, and then that was it. And he go he went and played in other professional leagues. Now, I'm surprised. I'm just surprised that this guy never played in the World Hockey Association. You know, here, here, here's this guy who's who's played in the who's who played about 45 games in the NHL, and now. You know, is playing in games like out in the West Coast. I mean, he's playing for like in the uh, Western Hockey League and all these other hockey, little hockey leagues that were out in the 60s and the 70s. But I'm surprised he didn't play, you know, a few seasons in the World Hockey Association. I mean, 
He would have been perfect for the for the WHA in the 70s. I mean, I could see him playing with former NHLers, you know, Derek Sanderson, Ted Green, Rick Lee, Gordy Howe, John McKenzie. Um, you know, you can also probably throw in Jerry Cheevers in there. You know, it would be it would have been pretty cool to have him playing in the in the WHA. I mean, maybe even throw in Steve Carlson from the movie Slapshot. Yeah, I know you guys are probably saying, wait a minute, Steve Carlson, wasn't he one of the Hanson brothers? I'm like, yeah, but he was also a professional hockey player. And he played a few games in the World Hockey Association with the Whalers, the Oilers, and the Minnesota Fighting Saints. So it would have been really cool to see Willie O'Ree play in the World Hockey Association. And I'm surprised he never, never took that step. Maybe because nobody offered him a contract. So who knows? But it's a well-deserved honor from the NHL Trailblazer and Hockey Ambassador who's done a lot promoting hockey in the inner cities throughout North America. Now, here's the thing. The Bruins should have done this like a long time ago. All right? They should have done it back in 2018 when he's inducted when he was inducted to the NHL Hall of Fame. But it's still a good move by the Bruins. I can't wait to see this. But I still wish they could do it in front of fans at the TD Garden. I mean, this guy deserves a standing ovation. Now, I know that he's always he's been in a lot of Bruins games in the past to drop the puck and everything, but you know, to me, this 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 should have been done. Maybe maybe the Bruins should have just said, you know what, we're gonna hold out for another year and do it in front of fans. But I can see, I can see where they want to get it done now. You know, I the guy's 85 years old, so I can see that they want to get it done for him now, which is a really, really awesome. Uh, the Bruins will also honor for a former Boston University player, Travis Roy, with a TR24 sticker on the back of their helmets this season. So, and I know a lot of you are saying, well, they who watched the game last night saw, you know, the TR24 on the back and wondering what it what it is, and that's what who it's for, Travis Roy. They also had another sticker, or all the league, all the teams in the league had stickers last night of, for Willie O'Ree. And I know that some of you are probably sitting there saying to yourselves, well, there was another sticker on there, the TD Garden sticker. Well, the team's going to make find a way to make some money, okay, during this pandemic. Since you're not having fans, you're going to wind up having sponsorship on the helmets. Now they do it in the minor leagues too, and to be honest, that that's that's not a distraction. I mean, to be on that that's a really good idea. I mean, the baby Bruins down in Providence, they actually have Dunkin' Donuts on there. All right, because they play at the Dunkin' Donuts Center, so it makes sense that the Bruins have TD Bank on their on their helmets. So I know a lot of you aren't fans about it, but hey, it's just another another way of the Bruins to make some money. Uh, former Bruin Adam McQuaid officially announced his retirement from the NHL. He played 12 years in the league. Nine of those were played in Boston. He finished with a career, finished his career playing over 500 games with 73 points. So, you know, Darth Quader, congratulations on your retirement. I know it wasn't easy the last couple of seasons with, I guess he had a herniated disc in his, in his back. So he decided to hang up his skates. And I think it's I can't I think it's kind of funny that he hangs up his skates and so does Johnny Boychuk. Two really good Bruins, former Bruins defensemen who are really a big a big thing 
in 2011 when the Bruins won the Stanley Cup. So good for him. I wish him luck in his in his uh, next uh, career, whatever that may be. Now, last week, the NHL announced 27 players tested positive for COVID-19 during the training camps. There were about 17, 18 of them were, were members of the Dallas Stars, and the Dallas Stars had to postpone a couple of games against the, I believe it was the Florida Panthers. So, you know, they... The Dallas won't open up until the 19th. Dallas won't open up until the 19th. Now, unlike the bubble, uh, players testing positive will now be identified publicly moving forward. Now, back in the during the summer, spring and summer, they were the league wanted to keep keep everything hush hush about you know who tested positive and everything else. But now they've decided to publicly identify players moving forward. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. You know, you know, people even like the other leagues have even said, you know, have even announced who tested positive. You know, Cam Newton tested positive for the Patriots or, you know, this player tested positive for the Celtics. This player tested positive for the Red Sox. So, you know, eventually it's going to be publicly known on who tested positive. So I don't think it's a really big deal if they publicly announce who these players are. You know, and you're like I said, you're going to have some tests, you know, you're going to have to move games around. So, you know, hopefully these guys, you know, hopefully, you know, the Bruins won't have any issues, but you never know. You never know who's going to be, especially who's going to be hanging out at your, at your home, well, at your home. But the thing is, there's certain guidelines that the, that the NHL players have to follow. One of them is avoid going out, you know, to restaurants and avoid, you know, and having family members, avoiding other family members, stuff like that. So, <coughs> so that's, that's basically the world we're living in right now. So basically your family has to live in a bubble. And the only thing that, you know, the Bruins players can do is go to work or no, go to the rink, go to the garden. That's it. Go home. That's it. Rink. Um, or Warrior TD Garden home. That's about it. That's all the players can do. Not sure what kind of... I don't know if there's any restrictions for family members. That's the thing. You know, you have to worry about their family members. And the other interesting thing about this about it is that normally when players... When the teams go on the road, they normally have, you know, a roommate. You know, like I believe back when they were rookies, it was Andrew Raycroft and... Patrice Bergeron were were roommates at one point, I think. So, there. What the league has said was, "Hey, everybody's staying in their own rooms." Okay. Now, this this to me, some of this, all this stuff doesn't really make sense to me. All right, you're gonna have players play. You're gonna have players in their own hotel rooms. All right, they're not gonna share a room with anybody. They're gonna be in their own hotel rooms, but yet. These guys are in the locker room together, are I? But they're wearing masks, all right. But these guys are wearing. I, I guess they're wearing masks in the locker room while they're getting dressed and everything. All right, that's fine. But they're out on the ice, practicing together at Warrior. Okay, they're practicing together without masks on. Okay, they're sitting on the bench during a game with no masks on. Okay, 
So part of that doesn't really make sense that you're separating the guys in their hotel room when they're sitting next to the bench on each other. That that also includes the coaching staff. I mean, they're going to be they're wearing masks. I mean, these guys are together all the time. You know, I know that there's more than 20 of I, I know there's about 20 guys on the team. But still, you guys are have been you guys have been tested and you you've been tested and yet you guys are wearing and you've been close together for a couple of weeks now and yet you still have to wear a mask. Doesn't make sense. But I'm not a doctor or medical or any type of medical professional, so but I think it's you're you're going to actually have some Bruins possibly missing some games because of testing. So, you know, it's going to be interesting moving forward. Uh, I hope nothing really I hope there nothing really happens where they're going to be canceling a lot of games, but it it event it probably will happen. If you have a question for me, you can tweet me at hockey nascar413 or go to my Believe in Boston Bruins Facebook page. This show is available on all your favorite streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Are you interested in advertising on this show? Or do you know somebody who would like to advertise on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. Thanks for listening. Have a great week and go Bruins. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.